Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA, that is Lit, lit, lit gaming, gaming arena. arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, I am joined by Justin the producer, Woo! and Sedge! Hello. Let's get to it! Okay, welcome to episode 53 of the ALGA cast. And you know how we do it here. We got them game fuels. Didn't explode all over my face this time. It's two, two for two now. Because that last one was a doozy. But uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. We're glad to have all of you awesome listeners out there listening to us right now. Um but if you are not following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, just you should be doing that. Just uh, search for Lit Gaming Arena. You'll find us. It's fairly easy. Not very many people out there with the name Lit Gaming Arena. Um, you can also find our website, lga.gg, where we post all of our episodes, as well as a link to our Discord, chat.lga.gg, where you can come and hang out with us and interact with the crew, a.k.a. just me, because Marcus doesn't believe in Discord. <laughs> um, but you can interact with Frost, because Frost is there. Um, Frost isn't with us this week because we have a te technical limitation with our recording right now, where we can't handle three multi-track recording and a guest at the same time. So. I didn't want to bust out the spirit board again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a, that took a lot of energy. Um, my power bill skyrocketed. <laughs> thanks to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that is what we are up to. So also um, if you have not reviewed us yet and you like the show, you definitely should go to Apple and Podchaser. Um, and review us on all of those. Give us five stars for being awesome. If you don't like us, just give it five stars anyway, because that's that's what cool people do. Um, and especially if you enjoy the show, share the show with your friends, because that is the best way for a podcast to grow. It's word of mouth. It's not uh, buying ads. It's not uh, trying to uh, spam Twitter like every second of the day. I don't know. I think day. if we had a Super Bowl commercial, I think... It would pay off in spades. Well, I mean, yeah, if, I mean, yeah. If you want to pay those type of ads, but <laughs> I, I don't have a, I don't have a couple million dollars laying around to have a thirty-second spot during well, the Super we Bowl. We should take out a loan. <laughs> That's a hell of a loan. Um, but uh, but yeah, for a podcast, it's all just it's it's word of mouth is like the best way for a podcast to grow. An indie podcast, anyway. I mean, if you're Conan O'Brien. You already have a built-in audience, so I mean that—that's what it is. Um, but we do have a guest with us again for a second time. We have Sedge from the Gaming Casual Podcast. He's doing the full gambit with us tonight. A little peek behind the curtain: we record two episodes in one night, and he's here with us for both episodes. So. I'm going to hand it over to Sedge, and he will talk about himself for a little bit and tell, what, tell us what he's all about in case you didn't hear the last episode. So, I'm Sedge. I host Gaming Casual, which is a casual gaming podcast where we casually talk about gaming news and 
our general lives as gamers. And if you want to check out our show, we're on most major podcatchers and on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod. So. All the awesome stuff. Um, you guys, so you do some uh, deep dives in the games, don't you? Uh, every now and again, we'll do a w- the occasional deep dive. Like I think two weeks ago, we did kind of a deep dive into the Mass Effect series. Ah, Marcus's favorite game. How how many knuckles deep do you do? Unfortunately, that was more of my uh, co-host's uh, cup of tea because I uh, didn't really care for Mass Effect too much. Oh, so you're you're a Marcus then? Because Marcus never played Mar- Mass Effect either, and he's always shitting on it. Yeah, I mean. One of the worst game franchises you, of the Marcus. decade. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mass Effect I, Two is a national treasure. I I've tried everyone except the first one and just couldn't. They couldn't hold my attention. Hey, I'm in the opposite boat. I tried everyone but the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Wait, so you've tried Andromeda? Oh no, that, I ha- okay. I haven't tried. That's Andromeda. a side story. That, that didn't happen. That's not real. <laughs> that didn't. Oh, Jesus. Andromeda was a mistake. <laughs> I think I might like Andromeda because it's made by uh, the good devs because they made mercenaries. Good. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're going to like Andromeda. <laughs> and, uh, you better not. I mean. <laughs> I'll come on the podcast one day. Yeah. Andromeda is the best game I ever played. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't. Ooh. But fuck those other games. <laughs> you know, you might like Anthem then. No. <laughs> well, who knows? You might like it after they do the rework. I don't know how I feel about the rework still. <laughs> I don't, I'm just like, I, I've i never been into Anthem from day one. Like the moment they announced it, I'm like, well, that's not Mass Effect. <laughs> that's not Mass Effect. It's not Mass Effect. It's not Dragon Age. That's not Jade Empire. Yeah, Jade Empire. <laughs> that's not Knights of the Old Republic 3. Yeah, right? <laughs> This is that's the old Republic three. Where at? This <laughs> is Anthem. I mean, I don't want to be. I, I hate being that guy too. Where it's because I like new properties. I like new IPs. I want to be the guy shitting over a new IP. If it was in their IP. wheelhouse, though. Yeah, like this was like way out. If of fucking this was wheelhouse. like, hey, this is Anthem. You can like be a jet back. You can fly around in a jetpack, but it's like a fleshed out single player experience. I'd be all for it. But it's like it, we made a Destiny. I'm like, well, I'm out because I didn't like Destiny. I mean, even when it comes to Kotar, I wish it, it... It's like, couldn't they just make a Kotar that's everything that Kotar was but the name? And yeah. Just be I like, think, we're like a weird know, like, fantasy thing. They, I believe they should be able to, but... <laughs> I, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's holding them back. But, I mean, as far as I know, like I talked about last time, that they wanted to do Anthem. This was not pressure, but this was not EA pressure. I this know. Was not Which is like, I I don't want to, and I don't want to hate anybody for doing what they want, but at the same time, it's just I don't. I it's not for me. Not it's everything not, can be a winner. It's not what I want, so I didn't buy it. So that's there's that. <laughs> hey, you did the American thing and voted with your wallet. I did. I vote with my wallet every day. <laughs> If I remember right, wasn't one of the big things that held Anthem back in the end the fact that they were forced to use Frostbite rather than their own engine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a mistake. Which EA has lightened on that now. Yeah. They're not forcing all in-house devs to use Frostbite. Good. Which is, like, a little late. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I mean yeah. really, everybody should just be using Unreal anyway. Come on. <laughs> I mean, well, whatever they think is best. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, Frostbite was just, it handles certain elements of that game particularly, like, just terribly. And yeah. They're harder to work around, so it, where it would have been easier to use Unreal or any other engine, Unity or whatever the fuck. Yeah, really? like Frostbite for Mirror's Edge 2, fantastic. Frostbite for Anthem, nah. <laughs> or I think even, uh, I know even Battlefield runs into issues mm-hmm. with Frostbite, so. And that's Good DICE's stuff. in-house engine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a shame, but uh, you what can you do? Um, so with all that, all that stuff being said, Let's uh, we'll start. We'll start with Sedge. What, what's something? What's something you're looking forward to in the near future? Uh, well, Doom Eternal next month and Animal yes. Crossing. Yes. So I, I am, I will forever uh, stand Doom because <laughs> it is my favorite franchise next to Halo. So, the fact that we're getting it's a classic. The fact that we're getting Doom Eternal and actually realizing what Doom 4 was supposed to be. I, yeah. <laughs> I it looks so good. I I'm, Doom's never been bad in my books. <laughs> Doom 3 was kind of a misstep, but I'll still say it wasn't a bad game. It was different. It It's kind of the ugly stepchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. I, if you look at it as more of a system shock or a Bioshock type game, then it's like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. I don't know why you tacked Doom onto it, but all right. They, yeah, they strangely were, they went more of like a survival horror route. Yeah, and it was weird that it was basically just a retelling of Doom 1. I mean, the Doom, Doom's lore is really messed up. <laughs> it is. I think now it's kind of, I was worried with the Doom 2016. Um but boy, did they pull it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know there was a lot of... Around the time, there was a lot of controversy of the... It was kind of in the midst of Bethesda and having it so re- reviewers didn't get early copies and just had to review the game like yeah. when it regularly came out. And so people always associate that with the game being bad potentially so yeah. they can delay the re- quote-unquote delay the reviews yeah so, so people get will pre-order it and not like hold off on it yeah not cancel their orders or do any of that even though the game review wise like it just reviewed okay like yeah. it got i think mostly eights like nines eights and nines which i mean is still good but it did didn't it won game of the year for giant bomb right i think so I mean, the, they're all its like, biggest drawback is the multiplayer. It has, like, some of the shittiest multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's mu- what I've heard. Like, uh, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then, like, but people just love that Doom. It was like, because the thing that Giant Bomb always says is that it's, it's way better than it ever had any right to be. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, the... They got me to care about a story in Doom. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it, it doesn't even make like that happening doesn't make any sense because usually in Doom it's just like look I'm just here to kick ass and like take yeah. names here like here to kill stuff <laughs> kill some aliens demons hell portals oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's good stuff 
Um, you looking forward to anything else, or is that that kind of what what's uh, what you're looking forward to there? Uh, well, Ubisoft just announced um, all their stuff for Rainbow Six, which I've been getting back into. So I'm pretty oh, hyped okay. for season five or year five of Rainbow Six. God, it's been that long. Yeah. I remember watching like I don't do you are you into like watching people on YouTube? Oh yeah, much or uh, so. Do you know who the quarter digital guys are? Uh, no, and that or might. Node maybe might be another name. Um, they were so they 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 do a lot of like CG and it were like like special effects shorts. Um, they were associated with like uh, Freddie W back in the day, and they kind of split off and do their own thing. But they were like they've been playing that like that Rainbow Six Siege for like since the beginning. And I remember watching them playing it. And that's kind of how I found out about the game. I never played it myself, but I liked watching them play every now and then. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a you know, if you're into super tactical shooters, it's a pretty fun game. But it's one of those like if you step away for more than a month and come back, you're going to suck no matter how good you were <laughs> yeah i mean just everybody's just because all those other people never stop so it's yeah. like they're gonna have that much more skill tactile <laughs> yeah yeah and it's a it's really cool as like a like a real-time tactical thing because most other games is just kind of run around and shoot people and this is like really like you have to really think plant like if you're the one being if you're the team being sieged you kind of have to plan out like the location and try to secure certain points and whatnot so that it's i know it had a rough launch and everything but it's definitely kind of secretly like had a comeback without anybody noticing they did the marathon instead of the sprint yeah on this one yeah and versus like go ahead i was gonna say and now it's up there with like overwatch and league is one of the top Esport games yeah. in the country. Yeah, it's pretty popular now, and it like it just kind of worked up there slowly. Versus like, I mean, it's still kind of quiet in the background. Yeah. But it's like versus like something like Apex that just ex- exploded on the scene and, and just in a really big way, and has like still been here. I think at least Apex is also kind of like it, it exploded in a big way, but I think people have been quieter about Apex at this point versus some of the other ones like. I don't know, like Overwatch feels like they're the most vocal crowd. Yeah. Because anytime like, a new character or something goes wrong in that game, it's all over <laughs> the fucking place. Yeah. And the even like I don't even hear much about as much about Fortnite as when we first started this podcast where it was just like every week there's just like Fortnite news, Fortnite news, Fortnite news. And I was just like, eh, it's, there's stuff happening in Fortnite. I hear it's less popular than it used to be everyone's getting into that roblox now (laughs) (laughs) i mean pedophiles (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying (laughs) so (laughs) marcus what what are are you looking forward to roblox roblox all right Get that new Roblox update coming. <laughs> no, I mean, this is a pretty quiet week, um, aside from Friday next week, so I don't know if I should drop the stuff now or then, but I, I guess I'll do it now. Uh, the Mega Man Zero ZX collection comes out on the 25th. Oh, nice. 
uh, for PC, P- PS4, Xbox, Switch. I'll probably get it on Switch because that's that's a place to do those things. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's not much. Uh, Two Point Hospitals coming to Switch on 25th as well. Maybe maybe play that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been curious on Two Point Hospital. It sounded pretty cool, but I've played I it. I, is it is it good? I mean, is I en- I enjoy it. I just don't think it'd be something I'd want to play on the Switch. <laughs> oh, huh. It seems like it would just be a a game that I would like to play while watching TV. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I could see that. It's a pretty. It's it's one of those like you know super chill games like that yeah that's the that's really the only reason but it, like obviously it's probably more ideal for, for pc in terms of interface and clicking and placing things yeah. yeah but i mean sometimes you can't pc and watch tv <laughs> depending on how your setup is i guess but yeah i mean otherwise it's pretty slow um Probably the bigger thing is the, there's stuff coming to Game Pass that I'm probably going to check out. Um, let me pull up what that is. Because yeah, they announced eight games coming to Game Pass, some of which Justin should check out if he's not busy wasting everybody's goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Yakuza 0 is going to be there on the 26th, nice. so you should definitely check that out. Um, they're all... Oh, they're... Well, never mind. I won't buy Two Point Hospital on Switch if they're they're putting it on Game Pass. They're putting Two Point Hospital on Game Pass. That's a that's a game I always wanted to look into. But like the thing that always like kind of put me off about Two Point Hospital was the fact that like the hospital designs didn't look like any sort of like real hospital that I've ever been in. So I'm like, it seems more like a shopping mall with mall with with hospital components inside of it. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It, huh. it just. I don't know, like when I look at the design of this game, it doesn't seem like like malls are like labyrinths of hallways and secret doors and places where somebody can just nab you and make you disappear <laughs> until and Jesus, and be medically kidnapped the until the end of time. Hospitals are fucking horrifying, man. These are like wide I open, think, like gigantic. I think we just discovered you have a weird phobia. There's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> hospitals are not giant open rooms with like huge atriums of seats and desks and and doctor's offices aren't just like doctor like single singular rooms that are just kind of in the corner of the hospital it's i'll admit they remind me a little bit of the shining (laughs) (laughs) they're all labyrinths there's secret door like seriously like if you've ever like gone down one of those hallways they just like there's like there's there's secret elevators in those things they're like they don't it's just like you're like oh yeah like you this is an elevator like you're in the like like one like when uh uh like i've been in there where there when i can't remember if it was uh my first son or my second but like we were just like in the emergency room and they're like okay well well go we'll get you to the labor and delivery, but instead of walking around, just we'll take you down this hallway and you get in this elevator and then we'll take you up to there. And it was just like this, like and the hallway was like dim and I, I don't know. The hospitals are terrifying. Did, did you man. fight the Minotaur? I, yes. <laughs> Fuck that Minotaur. <laughs> 
You need to fuck hospitals. You man. need to tie a thread around your ankle. <laughs> so you yeah. walk around. So you know, yeah. So you know, like where you've been. Put some some uh, some rice down along with some rice. <laughs> Some breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Well, no, because no one's going to, like, people are going to pick up breadcrumbs. <laughs> rice, no one's looking for rice. <laughs> I can tell you from experience it won't help. You will get lost in the <laughs> hospital no matter what. It's hospitals, man. They're fucking labyrinths. Did you try the chalk method? You mark on each of the hallways? Yeah, and then the... You use special symbols. <laughs> No matter if you went left or right, you always ended up back where you started. I've walked past that tree six times. We're a hospital, man. <laughs> I mean, some of them do have trees on the inside. Yeah. But anyway, they're getting uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. Kingdom Hearts 3 is already coming to Game Pass. And Two Point Hospital, Wasteland Remastered, Yakuza 0, and Jack Party Pack 3. Hey, I have Jack Party Pack 1 or 2, I mean. Man, Kingdom Hearts 3 already going to Game Pass. After a year and nobody's playing it anymore? <laughs> I mean, still. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft's out there making deals, man. And then on PC, they're also getting Two Point Hospital, Wasteland Remastered, Yakuza 0, Indivisible, and uh, Reigns, Game of Thrones. I might still play at Two Point Hospital. So, Gonna try it out. I mean, you can try it on PC as well, conquer so that's my, pretty cool. Conquer my hospital fear. So. This might be the uh, game to do it because it's got all the weird, not normal diseases. <laughs> like, does it have the coronavirus? <laughs> no, but it's got people with light bulbs for heads. <laughs> that sounds worse. It's a Eldritch Horror Hospital. <laughs> I think that would be a better game. Be <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I'm a, I don't know that I can't, I can't remember if I'm allowed to say this or not, but I might I might have to edit this out. But I'm um, I'm like in I can I'm in the like I think it's a public playtest or might be private for the next Surgeon Simulator that's coming up like next week. I can sign up for that. I just got an email about that today. Might have to try that out. I didn't even know they were making a new one. Oh yeah, they're making a new one. All right, <laughs> and it's all sorts of crazy looking. Isn't it like? A lot of doctors. Yeah, it's like some weird, like, then there's like conveyor belts for like body parts and shit. It's weird. It's mostly looking forward to over there. Uh, oh, yeah, Altered Carbon. Season oh, season two. two. I haven't finished season one yet, so I better get on that. Fuck. It's such a good show, though. Yeah, and they have. Uh, I love that AI hospital dude, or the the AI hotel dude. Yeah, uh, Poe. It's good. It's but yeah, stuff. they have a. Since that universe has sleeves, or like the bodies you occupy are called sleeves. Yeah. Um. It's a new. I'm saying it's a new main character. It's still uh, Kovach or Kovacs, however they say it. But with a different actor. But yeah, with a different actor, and it's I believe it's the actor who plays uh. Falcon from the. Uh. Marvel movies. That's right. Yeah, I did read about that. Yeah, it yeah. is is Falcon from the. Um, so it's a pretty yeah. good actor. It's just I, I'm just worried because the the actor they had last time did like did such a good job, and I think that might turn people away. That now it's like we have a different actor, but I mean that's how it worked in the books too. I'm 
I'm looking forward to. I like I like that that idea a lot. So that it could be any. And it was funny because initially, like um, when I was watching it with Frost, she's like, she was pissed that it. She's like, it went from like this hot Asian looking dude to this like big muscle meathead guy, and I don't like it. <laughs> I the way they did that in season one, I thought worked really well. Yeah, I, I like I get it. Like but she was like, I don't this guy looks was ugly. She didn't uh, like the look of the, the, the dude. I mean the, t- the it worked because the when they had it as like the Asian actor and the other actor, I can't remember any of the names of these actors. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh they played very similarly, so it felt like it was the same person. And yeah. I just worry about the time that has elapsed between filming and everything and with a entirely new actor yeah if they'll be able to embody that as well as the first two actors did hopefully they can (laughs) i have high hopes going into the new season but because i i while i don't i never felt i liked that show as much as everybody else did but i enjoyed it it's a fun sci-fi thing it I just know when it came out, it was like, man, everybody's so hot on this fucking show. And I'm like, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, that's about it for things I'm looking forward to. What about you, Justin? Well, I'm looking forward to this game that just came out that just just came out called World of Horror. Have you heard of this? Uh, actually, just as we were recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I've been kind of following this for a little while, but it's essentially like the aesthetics of like the early Macintosh games, like uh, let's say a, a an Oregon Trail or something like that, but it's literally like Junji Ito, the game. It looks really cool. Yeah, it almost like a Papers, Please, kind of. Yeah, like I got to I really want to check this out. It's like 15 bucks on Itch.io. It's also on Steam. Yeah, so I don't. Know, I might. I don't know where. I might have to find out. Like where yeah, you did, might want to buy they... it on itch because it that money goes more to the devs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Like I buy it wherever gives them more money for the work they put into this because it looks pretty cool. Um, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, it does look a lot like a Junji Ito thing. Yeah, I mean it's literally like a Junji Ito. Like it's like oh, a love yeah, letter to Junji Ito. Yeah, it says experience the quiet terror of this. One bit love letter to Junji Ito and HP Lovecraft. Yeah. Navigate a hellish rogue light reality with turn based combat and unforgiving choices. Yeah. It's just it looks so cool. It's just it's just weird. I mean I love I love Junji Ito stuff. I'm not usually into horror, but I love the Junji Ito because like it's really unsettling. Like my favorite one is the the one with like the holes. Because that one, this just is like, my hole. Like that one, just like I don't know. That's that stuck with me. Like for like I I, I think about that like every day. <laughs> Where it's just like this is I, my hole. <laughs> you know the funny thing, like before, I feel like Junji Ito, at least in the more like last, I would say four or five years, Junji Ito has exploded in a big yes, way. Yes, really, it has. Which is funny because I'm like, I read all of Junji Ito stuff before yeah. I knew it was. I, I didn't know the name Junji Ito. Yeah. I just like... I, you just read I, it. Yeah, I just read that but stuff like, and it's, was like, oh, that's fucking weird. It more or less goes like viral because people just take like random like... like The one where the guy's like squeezing his like zitty face and like... And it's just like that just dripping off. I forget like, even how I arrived at it, but I think somebody had said, 
you think Gantz is fucked up. Check this out. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's basically viral stuff is what made it more 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 popular, I think, because people are sharing like this really fucked up image or something. But the holes one like that just like the idea of like someone like the, did you these, find your hole? <laughs> everyone's just like being drawn to this location where there's just like a cliffside and a bunch of like human shaped holes where it's just like you you like, hey, this is my size and you go into it. And then, like, you can't back back out of it. You can only go forward. And eventually, you just emerge or out the other side, like some grotesque, stretched out former human thing. Like, I don't. And you know what's funny is, uh, which I don't know if they borrowed from the Junji Ito stuff or were inspired by it, but I, I always thought of that when watching Steven Universe. I was just going to say that, like, <laughs> that. The, the, the whole kindergartens. Thing, yeah, the whole thing. I was just like. And then when seeing, and then like, cause I saw that before I've ever seen Steven Universe. And then they showed like the kindergartens and Steven Universe. I'm like, okay, I'm creeped out by this place. <laughs> Don't go in there. <laughs> Steven's just, just crawling so, through it so and then unsettling. it becomes a horror show. Yeah. <laughs> Steven just emerges through this hole as a stretched out thing, monster. Yeah. That holes one was good. It's good stuff. But that's what I'm. That's basically all I'm really looking forward to this particular week. What if in a parallel universe, uh, that is what the book Holes is about? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Holes is really Speaking about. Speaking of, I finally, I, I remember I thought of something earlier in the week that I was going to share on the podcast. It's super unimportant, uh, like all things on this podcast. <laughs> but think, we could have lived in a parallel universe where we got the better version of Baby Shark. Ugh. It's called baby fart. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it's the exact same thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just the lyrics are better. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the short select version, which is baby shark. Hey, nice tie in <laughs> baby fart. Toot, 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 toot. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sure somebody's already parodied that, but I just had that thought over the weekend. And was yeah. like, oh, God, it's impossible for a human to have an original thought. I <laughs> <laughs> we could have lived in that dimension where that's the thing. <laughs> but also it's you. You have holes and it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've said what we're looking forward to, um, what what have you been playing recently, Sedge? Rainbow Six. <laughs> Just all, Rainbow all, Six. all in on Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. May, it's been mainly Rainbow Six. I've done a little bit of Mario Kart and a little bit of Stardew, but mainly focusing on Rainbow Six. You farming bees? <laughs> yes. That's what Marcus always brings up whenever it's Stardew is the bees. I, I had a lot of bee boxes to get all that honey. <laughs> uh, in, in that Stardew. <laughs> I just, uh, I got, I backed this other game, like something mana. I can't remember already, but it was like summer of something. Yeah. Summer, the summer of George. Summer no. of something. <laughs> I, but it was just like, basically like a, like 3d, like Stardew Valley ish. Um, like my time in Porsche ish, but it's set on an Island. So it's like the new animal crossing, but Wasn't not the bigger <laughs> deal about that is that it came out as a strand game. 
Yeah, they're calling it a. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that was a joke or not. It's but a they posted on game. They they posted on Twitter that it's a it's the world's first farming strand genre game. Hold on, we gotta look up the name of this so people can. It's it's like actually my, identify this crap. Hold on, let me see. Hey, check my emails since I did back it. Summer Mara. Yeah. Summer Mara is a farming strand game. <laughs> Summer in Mara. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Summer in Mara. Yeah, it's a farming strand game is what they said on Twitter. It's <laughs> fucking weird. I don't know if that's like serious or if they're just making a joke, but there it is. So, Sudge, do you play, uh, when you play Siege, do you, do you play with friends? Do you play it by yourself? So, when I first got the game, my friends were would play, but they've all kind of grown out of playing competitive shooters with the exception of uh, my co-host and me playing Call of Duty. Okay. So I I play alone most times, which is always <laughs> super fun. So your co-host there that we could hear, um, how do they play without thumbs? Uh, it's actually very impressive. <laughs> She, I, I've taught her how to just use all four of her feet to use the controller. <laughs> is that, is that her shit talking right now? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, that's always been my issue with uh, playing almost anything online is like, it, it's, it's already hard enough when you're, I mean, just an adult in general coordinating with your friends. But then, like, getting a regular thing to play a video game with them or anything is always a pain in the ass, and that usually leads me to falling off these type of things. Yeah, I was, when I was a kid, I was dreamed of being an adult and being able to do whatever I want, and it turns out that I, I, I could do whatever I want when I was a kid, and now I can't. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, now it's like, oh, I want to play a game. Well, I'm tired, and I'm going to pass out on the couch instead. <laughs> uh, it, it's the worst part of being an adult. You get home, it's like, all right, I have all this time to play video games. Yeah. <sighs> It's like wanna. a shower, dinner, and I'm tired and I don't want to put energy into a game, so I'm just going to like watch this shitty TV show and fall asleep. Well, I do think that's what leads people into playing uh, like a League, a Dota, a Siege, or th their multiplayer online game of choice, because it doesn't have an ending or anything. So you can just play and play and play. And it becomes yeah. kind of your bread and butter that you you know what you're going to be doing and when you're going to be doing it. Yeah. And you don't have to learn anything new where obviously cycling from game to game to game to game. You're always like, fuck, I have to like <laughs> read all these fucking menus and shit. Yeah. It's, that's that's one thing that kind of prevents me from getting into like my time in Porsche or a um, Stardew Valley where it's just like. I don't have the time and energy to like learn the layout of the map and learn the routines of all these people. And then I just like that for some reason, that's like mentally exhausting to me. My thing with those games is that those games are only good once you're about 50 hours deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> once you actually, once you know what you're doing for sure, then it's like, yeah, now I don't know what I want to do. Um, and also on the note of Dota, I wanted to mention something that I um, wanted to bring up. I almost forgot, but um 
rated G for gamers were talking about the whole World of War or not World of um, the Warcraft Three thing, and they brought up a pretty good point that I didn't think about with um, the fact that like the custom games, how they change the language into like anything you make in their their, their custom game creator that is owned own. by them, and. Um, they brought up the fact that like maybe a lot of that is because they got burned by Dota and all that where yeah. someone made Dota and now it's like, well, now we For don't want sure. that to happen again. So we got to make sure we change the language so that if someone makes some game, they can't just take it and go make it somewhere else. And yeah, I mean, for sure, that's definitely because the Dota thing got so messy with who owned what yeah. when it came to Dota because Riot was like, we own Dota and then they made League and then yeah, obviously like uh, Valve was like, no, we own Dota. Yeah, and then there's a lawsuit and then, then Blizzard's like, well, fine, we're going like, to make our own thing, Heroes of the Storm, well, which they was also a were kind of like, we own, like, we own all the characters and assets so yeah so kind of own dota yeah <laughs> it's just a weird weird situation all around so it's just like they really got burned on that deal and now and like they kind of i think they could have also there, there was nothing preventing them from beating everybody the punch yeah, they could have they could have looked at what was going on in the game and how many people were playing dota and then been like and they could have huh, let's make that an it. actual yeah. thing they but they just, didn't they could have just hired that team and yeah think they were complacent i guess i don't know it's kind of like how if they had a time machine and could have gone back and killed hitler and they didn't <laughs> <It's>, yeah <laughs> i mean you're not wrong you know when i when i heard the news that they had uh put in that wording for the custom games i was like well that's kind of a weird thing it didn't even cross my mind it's like wait that's where dota came from and yep, league exactly. like they were literally birthed in warcraft 3 yeah. And I mean, that's a lot of games come out of the modding community. Mm -hmm. And could you imagine stuff, a so. Griff Ball game? No. <laughs> well, now I can, and now I want uh, it. <laughs> I, that was always what I hated about Halo was that Griff Ball was kind of like, like, uh, it, it was kind of a seasonal thing. <laughs> like, it was like, you got to wait for those Griff Ball games. But I was like, don't know if that's what makes Griff Ball so good. <laughs> it's just being like, it's an exclusive thing. But it was like, boy, did I love Griff Ball. See, I was all about Fat Kid. Fat Kid was the best. Um, So, Marcus, what are you, what are you looking for? Not looking what what am I playing? Yeah, what are you playing? Uh, what are you playing? Shit. I played a lot. Of, I, yeah, I can't, I can't escape Blasphemous. I keep going back to it. Like it, it's got big ups and downs here because it feels like it's very far. Like there's, it, it feels like the game as a whole, it doesn't really have a lot of boss fights and boss fights are really my jam. That's why I like games like Dark Souls or I mean, just any game in general. I kind of, the highlights are always the boss fights and I would, I would still say that applies here, but there it's just few and far between. So I'm like, I, and it's doing this game is very, very Castlevania. It's you'll be exploring for a very long time. And some places you may just go to and there is no boss in that area. Or sometimes you might just hit a dead end and you got to like turn around, uh, which can really suck because this game is very brutal and punishing like a souls like game. Uh, but yeah, you can't like aside from the bosses being difficult 
it's just the whole game is difficult too. It's just classic Castlevania of like, here's an annoying guy by a ledge that's going to throw you down a ledge and then you die. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I mean, everybody knows the stupid Medusa heads that fucking yeah. toss you off a fucking ledge. Uh, and this isn't quite that bad, but there's some annoying as piss enemies. <laughs> So, so yeah, but I, I've just been kind of enjoying like the traversal and I, I, can't, I can't really tell you why because like I don't know if I'm just like masochistic in that sense of just being like man I just like I gotta know what's over that fucking horizon like oh, oh shit I haven't checked over here <laughs> like maybe there's a boss around this corner but I've only done uh, three bosses which that's including <clears throat> the very the very first mob you run into in the game is a boss um, but which is pretty easy uh but yeah, I've only done two bosses after that, which one was like a giant face that <laughs> had like gold falling off of it. It was fucking terrifying. Um, yeah, this game's just metal as fuck. Um, so, so I guess it has my endorsement that it's good because I I just like can't get away from it. I'm, I'm always like, I know I I need to focus on playing other things, and I keep like being like, man, what if I play more of this shit? Uh, Otherwise, because it's on sale uh, right now, I've been playing uh, Lapis Labyrinth. Um, it's got an X in there, but I, I don't. There's always weird rules on if that's a cross. So if it, I don't know if it's Lapis Cross Labyrinth, Lap, Lapis X Labyrinth. I, I don't know. Uh, that game's like stupid in a fun way. Uh, very anime. You're like chibi anime girls i guess to say the least i think one of them's a guy <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to have that person on your team but you're like a stack of characters these like chibi characters and you go in labyrinths which i assume are kind of like they're either procedurally generated or just the floors are always a set way it's hard for me to tell um but yeah you just go in and you just it's kind of like a dynasty warriors like a 2d dynasty warriors you just like mash enemies and money flies fucking everywhere and you get shitloads of cash and you get <laughs> you get treasure chests that got rewards in it and you get new gear and shit and you get leveled levels up for your guild and you can hire a shit ton of characters and swap between them like i, I don't know it's a really like it feels almost like a mobile game i guess is the best way to describe it but I don't know. It's fun. It's it's yeah. fun for a like. Usually, I play it right when I get after like get off work, because because it's so mindless and I don't have to think a whole lot about it, so I can kind of decompress. Um, everybody likes games like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I I still it's it does got some annoying like sound effects like so you got to get used to anime girls always going like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> constantly <laughs> just fucking constantly. Um. Or you could just turn your switch volume like all the way down, <laughs> but yeah, it's only like fifteen dollars right now, which is not bad. And I keep like, God, do I keep getting like sucked into these fucking switch game sales? Because there's currently uh, there's two more games I know I'm gonna buy, but uh, Gore Goa is on sale right now and uh, Towerfall, and I'm like, I despite the fact that I already own Towerfall, I'm like, gonna buy a switch copy of it. Uh, Celeste is also on sale, but I already own that on Switch. Uh, but in any case, other than those two, I've been playing some uh, 
Don't really ask me why, but I've been playing Assassin's Creed Liberations in the uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed uh, 3 Remastered Collection thingamajig. Uh, that, yeah, Liberations is alright. It's kind of fucking... It's weird. It's, you know, blowing up something that was supposed to be on a really small screen onto a big screen just highlights how ugly it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and I mean, this applies to Assassin's Creed 3 as well. Don't look in the characters' mouths. Just do not look directly in their mouths. <laughs> it's just nothing but nightmares in there. <laughs> I see way too many teeth. <laughs> yeah, that... I've come around on Aveline as, in terms of her as an assassin. Like, she seems pretty pretty cool as an assassin. You, you get a whip at one point, which is pretty cool. You, like, whip people and pull them into your, like, hidden blade. Which is, like... It's like I'm Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> and you could use it... Uh, you can also use the whip to be, like, uh, Indiana Jones and, like, swing from branches. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's that's pretty cool. Um, otherwise, I don't know the, I'm 76% of the way through the game. It, it says on my save file, but I don't know if that includes like all collectibles and shit. Cause usually I'm like, oh, cool. Like fucking gator eggs. Like give me, give me them gator eggs. I don't know if they get me anything. I've just been grabbing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, this game obviously doesn't focus on the, uh, because it was originally a Vita release, it was actually a launch game on the Vita that uh, it's not so focused on hunting and all that, that Assassin's Creed 3 really uh, started all that stuff where hunting was a big focus. But it's there are still animals you can kill, but you can't skin them or anything. They're just there. <laughs> There's like... I you don't, mean you can't just fly into them and explode? I... I <laughs> I don't know if these are like bobcats attacking me because a bobcat in a in a bayou doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but maybe that makes sense. I don't know. I, we we don't have bayous here in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, true. But I get attacked by some uh, cats while I'm out there sometimes, and I gotta kill them. But it it feels a little senseless to me. But like once again, I'm I'm kind of like it's wasteful. I'm killing these things, and they're just on the ground. And this is where I come in and I'm like, man, shouldn't I be able to skin the humans and make human skin pouches? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where's, <laughs> where's the Ed Gein simulator? Where's <laughs> Probably in development by somebody who lives in northern Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when you got a nipple belt, you are in style. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have like uh shades that like like uh that were lips human <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of cool cuz I think you could like, you know, open the blinds and the the mouse would open and <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's my theoretical Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> <laughs> Your theoretical. Ed Green wasn't a serial killer. He w well, he was an assassin. 
<laughs> I guess, man, I, did, I didn't even consider how uh, appropriate it was having a, a Wisconsin person. <laughs> uh, it's one of the, one of the few uh, celebrities, for lack of a better word, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh uh, God! Uh, but anyway, that's kind of mostly. I, I'm still. I am still playing uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and uh, uh, what else? I played a little Kakarot, and okay. uh, just one other game Slut in there. Chugging through. Yeah, I'm still playing those, but I just don't have a lot more to comment on those. I just okay. I'm still trying to get through some of these. I have a lot of games going. Um, <laughs> Also, oh, Plague Tale, that's the other one. I'm oh, still okay. playing all three of those. I'm just kind of, <laughs> like, Plague Tale is the one I should be playing, but I keep being like, what if I just played more Blasphemous? <laughs> <laughs> and what if I just did more of this other game? Yeah, so it's kind of been the devil's advocate here, I guess. Uh, so Justin, you play anything? Oh, boy. This, this is, so, this is what I did this week. Two words. Well, actually, three, technically four words. <laughs> Wendy's motherfucking breakfast. I not a game. The, I played the shit it's out of that. <laughs> Holy shit, that breakfast Baconator, that was some good shit. <laughs> I want this breakfast Baconator real bad. Oh, you got to try it, man. Yeah, this is, that's one of, this is, the, again, this is one of the things where, like, are you, are you, Sedge, are you much into uh, Wendy's? Uh, I enjoy it more than most fast food chains. Okay, so you're you're on board with the Wendy's then? Oh yeah. I was because I I have this theory that like people in other states <laughs> or areas don't like Wendy's as much because like it's not as good in other places because the Wendy's up here they collaborate with the Montana Beef Council and we have some good ass cows up here for meat and um. Like whenever I, I, my whole thing is like, I compare Wendy's or when I had in and out for the first time, I compared it to Wendy's. I'm like, this is like comparable to the quality of the Wendy's and my friend from California, like freaked out and he's just like, no, this is not even close. There's no way this is good. Like the in and outs on a whole nother level. And I'm like, I mean, not for me. I mean, Wendy's is really good, but apparently and I have like this, this theory that it's actually terrible in other places but it's good up here and that's why it's comparable. So I was, I don't know. I, I'm always a fan of Wendy's and I think maybe we're just, uh, maybe it's unique here, not only because, um, of the whole Montana beef thing, but we also, um, where we live is actually like the regional corporate headquarters for Wendy's. So I feel, think like we are like the Wendy's here have to be the best so that they can compare every other Wendy's to these ones. So I think there might be an advantage there. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I had that Wendy's Baconator breakfast sandwich, which is like instead of two patties of beef, it's a sausage patty and an egg. And oh, man, that was that was like probably like the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had. Oh, now you're making me want one. Because breakfast sandwiches are my jam. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing, too, is we're, we actually, because Wendy's bake or the Wendy's breakfast doesn't go live until um, March 2nd uh, nationwide. But we got it like three weeks early. <laughs> so, like, 
Um, yeah, we have one of the corporate offices here. Yeah, like the re- it's like the regional corporate offices. Yeah, we, so like we 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 get privileges with Wendy's, and we have like the best Wendy's. <laughs> like it's it's I don't know, like do you, do you notice like when you if you go to any other fast food restaurant that's not Wendy's, like the service at Wendy's is like on another level compared to other fast food restaurants in town. Ours is ours in particular is a little weird because they will. Like they bring the food to your table and everything. Like it, they, they treat it almost more like a actual restaurant. But yeah, it, it's but like and they like check in on you. It's really bizarre. Mate, I've noticed that McDonald's is starting to do that now. Like if you order from like yeah, it, since they replaced the people's jobs yeah. with kiosk, they, well, they're not doing it. Yeah, well, even even if you like, <laughs> even if because they still have the counter, and if you go up there, they still give you a number, and they'll go to your table and everything, and. Like when you're like halfway through eating, someone will like ask you if it's okay, and it's weird. With fries to your liking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even like going through like the drive-through, like I've 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 noticed that like even like the drive-through experience is like completely like different at Wendy's compared to other fast food restaurants. Like, yeah, but the last time I went to Wendy's, like the guy wanted to have small talk with me, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> he just. <laughs> Was that up here? Yeah, that, yeah. The guy here, it's like, like, dude, he's shut always, the fuck up. He's dude. all, just, he's all I small talky. Fucking sandwiches. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't. Know, I'll take it. I'll take it over someone being a grumpy asshole in the window. Like, I know. Co- I just, I didn't know what to, to like, say to him. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like the the people that they hire for the Wendy's at least up here, the one that I always go to is like, they're like the friendliest people of any fast food restaurant I've ever been to. It's just. It's it, like I said, it's just a surreal experience. I don't experience it with any other restaurant. So it's just a strange thing. And I think that's really just because like they I think that, that guy corporate, plays Roblox. That, he probably <laughs> does. He probably plays a lot of Roblox. Which um, is my new equivalent to calling them a pedophile. Oh just, God. I'm just like, you look like somebody who plays Roblox. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um this, this the the views in this podcast don't necessarily reflect the views of the company and uh, what Marcus says. Oh, is, is, this, is this your way of parting ways with me? <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So that I just had to. I just, you know, I love talking about food, so I just had to bring up that Wendy's breakfast because it was like so fucking good. Um, but what else I did? I went to go see Sonic. Sonic happened. I also saw Sonic. Did you see Sonic, Sedge? I have not seen Sonic yet. Oh, no. Oh, God, you gotta Did, go see Are it. you compelled to see Sonic? I am compelled to see Sonic. I just have not gone to the theater yet. <laughs> uh, all right. It, it's good. It's it good. is good. I mean, by video game movie standards, it's good. <laughs> I think by video game movie standards, it's like the You're best amazing, movie yeah, ever made, well, but... I, I'm still in the minority that I think let's let Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. I almost said let's go Pikachu. Detective Pikachu was better, but I, I wasn't. Uh, I think I think you're being tricked by that because you like Ryan Reynolds so much. No, I I not even like. I felt like the story overall in. You think Ryan Reynolds is like cream cheese or some <laughs> shit? Yeah, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> He's he's ascended generic white guy status, okay? <laughs> Anybody that gets above that, so like, what's what's the guy in Sonic? Who's his, what's his name? Fuck, I always forget. James Marsden. Yeah, he's because of this movie, he's going to ascend generic white man, white a- actor status. You, you know, it's it's funny because uh, 
I think it might have been Giant Palm, but they they talked about how I think the movie would have been improved if there was a, a child with Sonic instead of an adult with Sonic. And I disagree. Because mostly because child actors are like terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm and like, how I, many times do we see that in like cartoons where it's like, oh, it's kids hanging out with Transformers. I don't give a fuck about the kids. I, I mean, I care about Sonic. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, it, I think their thought is like, oh, the kid can have a character to relate to. And I'm like, no, because the kid's going to relate to Sonic. Yeah. They have Sonic that they can project themselves exactly. into. Sonic is already like a 10 year old. <laughs> Yeah, I but like I, I I felt to me overall I felt like Detective Pikachu had a more heartfelt story versus okay, if, this where it just felt like we need to make money off of Sonic somehow. If we had our dream version of Detective Pikachu where it is Danny DeVito <laughs> and I only say yes. this because the end of the movie would have been really enhanced with that. And yeah. I don't want to say any more than that, but I mean <laughs> I I still feel like I mean Danny DeVito would have been great, but I feel like Gilbert Gottfried would have been even better. <laughs> I don't know if I could listen to like, that could, long of him. Pikachu, Gilbert Gottfried as Pikachu, just yes, that's that's what I want. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic has all the uh, has all the things you want out yeah. of a Sonic movie. Yeah, and something that was surprising to me because like I mean. My son has like a Sonic game on his tablet, but there's like no talking or anything. Um, the character that kind of pops, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, he he knows the names of like all the people in the movie, even though like not everybody's name is said. That's Eggman. Like, <laughs> no. like there's just a point in the movie. He's just like, he's fast. And he's like, says the name. I was just like, how do you? How do you you like he doesn't watch he where doesn't you, watch Sonic. Where on, are you getting this shit from? Who told you that? <laughs> Who told you that name? Would you? <laughs> it's not like it's not on your tablet. Like and you're not watching it on Netflix because I mean we have like Sonic is on Netflix. I think. But yeah, they got Sonic X, and I think they have a few other Sonic shows. They have like on there. the old. They have the old. They Sonic. may have Sonic Boom as well. Ugh, yeah, I think they have Sonic Boom. <laughs> like the worst Sonic. Or the best Sonic. No, worst. Um, <laughs> I think it's the worst Sonic game, but the best Sonic show. <laughs> I've it, never watched it. It's incredibly self-aware. He's been watching that terrible Pac-Man show. What the? F you need to beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, once again, the, re the fuse of Marcus is not, not necessarily a fuse of the company. <laughs> you need to go wreck it, Ralph, on your kids. <laughs> I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> Forgot that there um, was a Pac-Man show. Oh, it was oh, bad. Oh, it's bad. It is a bad show. Very bad. They gave that ball gobbler a fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most homophobic thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> Not necessarily homophobic, but it sounds like it. <laughs> this is more... It, that was not intended to sound homophobic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sonic, go see it. I mean, they they did like they zoomed past the like they they expected this to make what forty million over the weekend, and it made like over sixty. It made a lot of money. It made a lot of money, <laughs> like way more than people than they anticipated. Which cool. Yeah, it's um, beating Birds of Prey in the box office, <laughs> like beating the shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad because I really like Birds of Prey. I thought that was a good movie. I, I mean, it's it. it sounds like everybody liked that movie. It's just it's like just not enough people went to go see it. Well, it, yeah, it, you ain't got Batman. It's yeah. gotta have you gotta have a main it's, character in yeah. the title. And to me, it's just like this. Is, it's like I said before, the trailers didn't sell me on the movie. The only one, to, the only reason I actually went to go see it is because Frost wanted to go see it, and we're like, okay, we'll go see it. And then I was like, hey, this is a really good. Movie. And you ended up liking it more than Frost. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man. No, she loved it. Um, I feel like people still had a bad taste in their mouth from Suicide Squad, which probably didn't help it yeah, at all. I it, think so. Deservedly so. Like, <laughs> yeah. Suicide Squad amounted to, I think, like, two cool moments, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man. And way to ruin some perfectly good characters. <laughs> yeah. All while botching the actual, like, Suicide Squad, like, <laughs> story. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I kept wondering that when they did the Suicide Squad, like, at least that particular plot line, I was like, Riddler plays a big, like, role in this, and they were like... Yeah, no, we're not nah. doing Riddler. <laughs> nah. No Riddler. <laughs> nah. That's, that's what they said. Nah. Um, and now they're... I'm more weirded out by the fact that they're going forward and making another Suicide Squad, but it's but not it's like a reboot. It's still a sequel. It's yeah. still a sequel, but they're like, but no, like no a, Deadshot. Yeah. But they're, like, they're it, still calling it, it... They're calling it a soft reboot. I mean, it would have to be because they're going to have like, to change a lot of the fucking yeah, characters. Yeah, it's like, it's like a sequel, but also a reboot at the same time. And like... Once again, Deadshot, who's kind of like the leader of that crew, is not gonna be there. It's fucking weird. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how you have a suicide squad. I guess squad we'll see what Deadshot, they do. We'll I guess you're gonna do it. Um, but other than that, I played. At least James Gunn's working on that one though. Yeah. Um, I played Neon Chrome. You what the fuck is it? Neon Chrome. So it's like a, it's like a Hotline Miami type game. But this one is cyberpunk themed, so it's like a type. It's like so it's a it's a dual stick shooter where you you're top down where you you aim with one you, you move with one stick you aim with the other you shoot and you can and it's like a it's a roguelike or rogue kind of like enter the gungeon I guess like, yeah like roguelite where you you die and but you keep some stuff kind of um like there's like upgrades that you can get after you reach a certain level but like. I haven't even got that far because <laughs> I keep dying. I'm terrible at these types of games. But yeah, you go through the, the game, you shoot up some stuff and people. What you, did you play you can, this on? Uh, Xbox. It's on, it on Game, game Pass. Pass. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously has like cyberpunk themed music. So it's kind of cool. Um, and you, uh, you loot, you loot stuff, collect guns. And if you die, you, uh, basically like you're 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 like a sleeve almost like a uh, um but you're like controlling like you're it's like you're you're a person controlling like basically a robot or a clone or something they call it an asset in the game um they call it an activation like e3 <laughs> the activation yeah so they uh and you can when you when you respawn, you can pick from three different characters which have different traits, and then you play. And then if you die, then you go to the next one. And it's just like, and it's just like you're in the next like cloning vat down the line, and this next time. So I don't know if like there is like a theoretical end to this. Like if you use up all of your lives, it seems like there's a shitload of lives for you to use up if you do. But um, but uh, you're in like this weird like a giant 
city building, uh, much like in um, Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like it's, it's like a giant city pyramid. Weird I was thing. just gonna say, is, is it a pyramid? It, like it's literally <laughs> like it's showing the image, and basically the AI that controls this pyramid marked you for removal, and so you have to try to overthrow this AI. Okay, this is very much just Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not like there's anything wrong with that. Well, I mean, it's sort of like Blade Runner, but you're like, you're, you're like a human, but you're trying to overthrow like, like the AI that controls the, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like they spilled a little like bit a, of Blade Runner with a little bit, little bit I of robot. Terminator, uh, iRobot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of cool, but I didn't play too much of it because I'm bad at it. But I want to play some more and get get my fingers into that that neon chrome. Um, also, I played Tacoma. Have you played Tacoma? I have not. So Tacoma is by the same people that made Gone Home. Yeah, I know it's another one. One of those. It's a yeah. I know you're walking they, around and they find the term. I think some people find the term "walking simulator" offensive, oh, even though I think it's not a walking simulator. <laughs> I'm. It's kind of a walking simulator, but it's not. It's, it's not. Um, so they're all walking simulators. So I mean, in reality, Death Stranding is the most walking simulator of it's any. It's not game. true. <laughs> there is plenty of shooting in that game. But there's more involvement with the walking aspect than any other game. I don't. I don't know about that. You have to put more thought into walking. Not when you got those robo legs. <laughs> the fact that you need to get robo legs means you have to put more thought into walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. when you got robo legs and floats, you don't even think about walking. <laughs> so. I don't want to give too much away about this game because I know like there I I have been, like people have played games based off of what we've said about them from this podcast. I don't want to spoil stuff. Um, Is this the one with the dildo? No. You sure? I don't recall a dildo. I'm pretty sure this is the one with the dildo in it. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. I'm going to look it up. You might be. I don't. All right. You just keep talking. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Maybe I missed it. But yeah. So basically you are in a ship and you dock with this space station called the Tacoma. And it's like a um, like a trans orbital station between the Earth and the moon. And there's just like this crew here that like you're you're apparently the crew had been evacuated and you're here to um, find out like what happened here. And so you get onto the ship and it's just like really cool and atmospheric. And there's like you have to put like some AI chip in on your head apparently. So like it's like a VR or an AR augmented type thing where it'll show you like information on the ship and you integrate with the system and you kind of go through the ship and you, you like go into like, let's say like the habitation module and there will be like a AR memory in this area. So you recover that and you kind of, it, it, there's like a timeline you can like see there's like six, there were six people on board this station and you can, um, 
see how these people were interacting with each other. You don't see like their faces or anything, but like it, they, they call it their, your um, location, your locational data. And you can walk around in this space and it's like a timeline. You can like press play and you can walk and listen to one person's conversation and then walk over to someone else's conversation. Almost like the walking is simulated in some (laughs) kind of way. But you can like, (laughs) you can like fast forward and rewind and go to different and, um, and everybody like there's like the, everybody has their own kind of AR like desktop with it is what they call it. And when they pop it up, you can actually go and look at it and recover the pages and things that they're looking at. So you can like look at like their chat logs with other people on the ship and things that they were looking up. And uh, and you can just like you you walk around the whole space and you can basically just kind of follow someone's whole conversation. And so it's like you're you're interacting with like everyone in this singular space so you can see how people come together in different areas or leave and walk in inform their have a different conversation with somebody else it's like a really cool kind of experience like they put a lot of thought into the time it takes for someone to walk from point a to point b for them to have a conversation with someone else because there's only a certain amount of time with these uh memories or um so you're like, like spying on people it's a much. very voyeuristic game yeah it's you're like you're you're looking at like stuff that happened you hear their voices you hear them talking like at one point like you hear a guy like to over talking to his son about like heard these people he, talking shit <laughs> so he, one of the guys is talking to his son who's turning 18 and is about to graduate from high school and wants to go to um the amazon college because this takes place in a future where um everything is super corporatized where um there's like a such a thing as a, a company loyalty where instead of like everything being like money you you are you are earning loyalty for buying stuff from certain companies and in working for certain companies you can get loyalty benefits and if you like move from company to company the outer worlds yeah it's it's very much like that but in a different in a different just direction tone yeah and this feels this came out in what 2017 i think so yeah and this feels very much like um like the tone of it feels like basically almost like the in like the height of like unionization that type of stuff where like there you can see like there's papers and oh shit. literature around like a union like being like there because there's um we forgot some big news oh shit did um, we oh no that's bad k- kickstarter unionized did they really yeah oh shit um, that is huge. Yeah, I forgot about that. I but anyway, that. <laughs> yeah, Kickstarter unionized. Oh, anyway, shit. <laughs> that's huge news. Uh, yeah, so you that is huge. <laughs> um, so we uh, so so you see um like all these like kind of language around these space stations because this company um I can't remember the name of the company but it they they want to start like there's all these things about like the uh, something like the the vacate some sort of belt where they want to have like a thousand basic basically like vacation homes that are like self sufficient space stations that orbit the Earth. What is this, fucking run by Tom Nook? <laughs> and uh, and so people can buy them. And if you buy one, 
it's and it's essentially becomes like it's like a hotel or like a timeshare where you get paid whenever people go and like you get you get a portion of the profits whenever someone stays in one. So it's like you own you're owning like a timeshare type deal. But then there's like this this whole ordeal and you can you kind of suss all this out from just from all the different clues in the environment and all the, the reading material around and um there was like this unionization call uh or there's this there's like some something happened with unionizing where these companies were going to replace um stations with ais and so the people were going to lose jobs so then they worked out this deal where there's um um they have to have a certain amount. If there's like, if there's a space station, there has to be someone to man the space station and make sure that there's stuff that everything goes well. But if there's a certain amount of time, then pe- there has to be like a certain size of crew. So it's like, it's total like super like you, like pro union stuff. Like you, you want to make sure that everybody is in the union and uh, we, we want to stave off like the, the future of everyone being replaced by AI, which is like the future of me but <laughs> with my job, essentially. <laughs> um, and uh, these... They, AI they, bad. <laughs> union good. And every year they celebrate... <laughs> every year they celebrate this thing called um, Obsolescence Day, which is like the... It's like You think it's like, oh yeah, this is the day that the AI took over. No, it's like it's the day where that the act was passed where they could have the unions and keeping them from going yeah, obsolete. And yeah. Keeping them from going obsolete essentially. And so there's just like this kind of tone around that where like, it's like the people against these mega corporations, but like also being in line with them where it's like, I have to make sure that I stay loyal to this company so that I can, that so I can get my, my loyalty points and pay for my kids college. Cause if I don't then, or if I switch to another company, then I don't get as many loyalty points. And if you transfer your points from another, from one company to another, they aren't as valuable as they were. It's just, some really cool, like just atmospheric background stuff. That's cool. And did um, you played this on Game Pass? Yes, this is also on Game Pass. Okay, and I know it just released on Switch. So oh, did it? Yeah, that was. Remember, I thought that was actually why you played it because you, you had mentioned that it was. You, you're like new game Tacoma coming to Switch. No. <laughs> Oh, and funny. then yeah, so I, I thought you, I thought you were like, oh, I'm gonna check this out. Well, I, I, I had it downloaded already at some point, so I, I was just going through my list, and I was like, I'll just play this one, and I, it's, it's a really good, cool thing, and the whole mechanic of like experiencing what, what's happening, like there's, you experience like all the relationships that these people have with each other, and um, the stuff that they're talking about, like you discover that one dude was like, he's he used to work for like <clears throat> I think it was like Hilton or something, but he like left Hilton to work for this other company and he's and you like look through his garbage and find a paper where he had tried to apply for that company again. They said, Yeah, sorry, like we know that you like have someone personally vouching for you to come back working for us, but because you did this and this, like we that's against our policy. We will never hire you back. So like this dude is just like kind of like fucked himself over for life essentially um but yeah it's just a really cool game i really recommend it. i finished this game in like one day in a couple hours so it's a pretty fast game to get through it's all just narrative um and just walking around and 
there's not not a whole lot of puzzle aspects to it. Like there's some like certain locks that you can get through with it's like number locks and you just kind of have to find clues to open it. Just and it's and it's all just like supplemental like background information about these characters. So you really get to know the characters throughout this um this game. And there's and the ending I really like the ending of the game. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but like the ending is just like really good. So Definitely check this out if you have Game Pass. I really recommend it. And indeed, I did uh, recall an article. uh, I was wrong a little bit, but uh, this was by The Verge in uh, 2017. Uh, The immense power of Tacoma's little sex toy. So yeah, there is apparently a vibrator uh, that's like found in one of the rooms. Uh, I must have overlooked it. And yeah, this is a whole, this is a really long article written about it. So, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is a, so, so for our listeners out there, if you want to look for that, <laughs> it's, um, it's in there somewhere. It's it's just, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of like attention to detail. I'm, I'm actually going through it again because they have, um, you can play through with commentary and since this was a short enough game, I'm gonna I'm going back through it with uh, the commentary on the kind of I like hearing the developers' thoughts on games that they've created, especially ones like this where they they put a lot of thought into the environment and the story and um, everything everything that just the way everything works together, the atmosphere is just really cool. So yeah, I I've already said just definitely just go check it out. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Just just play the game. Oh, and excuse me. I guess maybe I was wrong. Tacoma is not on Switch, but Gone Home is. Oh, is Gone Home. Okay. Um, so that is the... F- we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with community engagement. Hey, guys. Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick... Oh, snow? What are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog. I was recording the new promo. Not without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes! Hi, guys. Snow here. And Grog. <laughs> I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's my guild. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. Okay, and welcome back to the show. And we're going to jump right into the community engagement segment. And this week, our question is, what video game surprised you the most? It could be good or bad. So, Marcus... What, what game surprised you the most? Fallout 76. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easy way out. Oh, man. Uh, what game had, like, just a... a surpri- I, you know it's recency syndrome on this, but I'm, like, <laughs> Death Stranding, but... 
I'm surprised how good it was. Well, just <laughs> its ending was like, <laughs> whoa, man. <laughs> I know, I still got to play that. I'm so behind. I keep playing stuff like Tacoma instead <laughs> of the Stranding. Hey, as long as you're playing stuff, I'm happy. <laughs> I know, this was a busy week for me, actually. I don't have to make up characters and <laughs> have, uh, we don't have to, I don't have to use my connections to get Ringo Starr. God, and, no, uh, please no. And get Shaquille O'Neal up in here. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, at, during this, after that first episode went out for last week, um, and Bo from Precisely messaged <laughs> me, he was like, he's like, don't call the Beatles overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I almost turned your podcast off. <laughs> and then he did after I continued he, being Ringo Starr. No, he, he said the Ringo Starr was good. <laughs> and also, I did, you know how he mentioned that Harrison was going to be like, the fuck is this guy doing? Mer- Harrison from Grief Burrito. Um, that he was just like, actually, he has a pretty good Ringo Starr voice. <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I have pretty decent impressions. Anyway. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was just like, I just, I get, I did like the, uh, like the Dunno emoji. And I was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, so, uh, Sedge, what, what game surprised you the most? So... Uh, well, I mean, oh, hey, you actually already commented on this. I, I did. <laughs> well, why don't, you, why don't you, we'll start with yours then. Um, well, I, I forgot about Death Stranding because that actually did surprise me with how good it was. But <laughs> the one that I actually answered the post with was, um, Resident Evil 4. Because... Oh, a good one yeah well at that at the point when i played that i had only ever played uh resident evil outbreak and i had like picked it up from a blockbuster and hated it so i was like uh i'll try try resident evil 4 and maybe it'll be better and then i played it and i was like oh this is my new favorite game of all time i have did the boulder surprise you the boulder did surprise me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, I think that got everybody. I like distinct memories of putting my controller down like, oh, this is a weird place to put a cutscene and just bam. <laughs> like, motherfucker. <laughs> to be fair, uh, Tiny Napoleon also surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, God, that guy. Uh, what is his name? I keep wanting to call him uh, Salazar. Salazar, yeah. Fucking Salazar is, and he's more of a presence than the actual final boss. That like <laughs> Lord Sadler is hardly in the game. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Here's Tiny Napoleon is the persistent like antagonist here, <laughs> constantly pestering you. He, the like, banter between him, five year old. The banter between him and Leon is fantastic. God, yeah, I think. Uh, Resi 4 is a good one. So did you actually, you finished uh, Death Stranding? I have not yet. I got distracted, but I'm still playing it. Okay. I, yeah, I, I was like, it feels like everybody fell off it. And I was like, I I have to finish this. I, I have to finish it just because it's so weird. 
It's just I have like gaming ADD, so I swap games so often. Hey, I got that too. I mean, I just talked about like six games I was playing. Yeah. But yeah, so I know exactly the feeling on that. Just yeah, I mean it Death Stranding as well as I mean like I could say the same about Metal Gear Solid in some ways, but I'm like, it's like an acid trip. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking so weird. (laughs) It it's weird, but it's also weirdly relaxing to play. Yep, that that's why it was our best podcast game. It's the best game to play while you listen to podcasts. Hey, I I expected it to be at least fun or interesting. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, I could say it's probably the the video game equivalent of like CBD oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like I, I don't know. It's it's fun, but yeah, no, I. Justin, do you have an answer to it? Yeah, I would have to say Celeste is the game that surprised me because I went into this game not really knowing like if I was going to like finish it because I'm terrible with platformers and I really liked the environment so much and the music and the characters and like just the overall charm of the game. And I was just like, OK, I got I got to beat this game. <laughs> I mean, I think my answer for you is Celeste, but that's just by sheer surprise that you, I, I thought honestly you would like try Celeste and then like be like, nah, man, this game's <laughs> yeah, it's not too for hard me. for me. <laughs> well, I just thought it wouldn't be for you because you're not really, you're not into platformers. You're not into. I'm not into any, I wouldn't, I'm in the weird games most like, of the time. <laughs> Celeste is totally not in your wheelhouse, but you're like, <laughs> I love Celeste. I'm like. I guess that's a testament to how good Celeste actually is. So good. Yeah, like my wheelhouse is like satisfactory. <laughs> yeah, I know you like, you like games that usually don't have an ending and you're kind of building stuff and Yeah, I like aimless like Minecraft, really. Like mm. systems focused games. You're almost like efficiency. Well, like like satisfactory where it's like building this complex machine that does these things and then being like, look For how like cool no this reason, fucking yeah. is. <laughs> Just like for no, absolutely no reason. Like I said, I mean, I in Minecraft, I was playing a modded game where I just had a series of pipes where like I just be strip where I'd be like not strip mining, but like branch mining down in lava like territory. And as soon as I came across lava, I would just build add on to my pipe extensions and it would just automatically suck all the lava up into a giant vat in my base, which was my light source. (laughs) It's just the (laughs) dumbest stuff But yeah. Um, so we should probably read some of these answers here that we have. So first, this one comes in from the mobile horror companion at mobile HC six, six, six. I'm going with Friday, the 13th game for both very positive and very negative surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Then no further elaboration. That's all they said. I, I don't know what his negative or his positives are, but I agree. You're there. Because <laughs> that game had such potential to be really good, and it was just massively meh. <laughs> it sounds like the biggest issue is that they didn't put it in space, and they didn't put it adjacent to X in it. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
That's what you need. Well, that and they just straight up, you know, couldn't support it anymore because they had licensing issues. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a lot of weird shit there. It. Um, let's see. Next one we have is from Left Behind Game Club at Left Behind Club. Um, this show has pushed me to play games that I never would have played on my own. I would say these games surprised me the most. Soma, What Remains of Edith Fitch, Ori in the Blind Forest, To the Moon, and Undertale. They're talking about our podcast or their podcast? I think theirs. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming theirs. So I was like, I haven't talked about like any of those games. <laughs> so I was like, I'm over here like, huh? <laughs> well, wait, I think we've mentioned Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah, we mentioned a couple of those, but I was just... When they said this podcast, I was like, this podcast? <laughs> the one yeah. we're currently yeah, on right now? I don't now. think they're talking about us. I think they're talking about theirs. <laughs> it's a little weird to write that in a reply. <laughs> um, console Gaming Crew podcast at Console Crew says... Good Breath of the Wild. I picked it up knowing people loved it. Never played a Zelda game before. It's now one of my favorite games of all time. I was surprised by the depth of the story and the beauty of the world. Wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. I mean, it is a really good game. I'm going to be it's honest. A really good game. He still hasn't played a Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love Breath of the sad, Wild, but, but that true. ain't a Zelda game. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I have to agree. It's it's its own monster. <laughs> it's I mean they, It's a new generation of yeah, Zelda yeah, games. Yeah, I was yeah. like they set out to redefine and completely reshape what a Zelda game is and it, it And does, it turns out it's an oblivion. It has a lot of it has Zelda fundamental elements in there. It's just it, I, I think of when it's Zelda themed. You know when you go to a restaurant and you order a taco and they come, it, it comes out and it's just a bunch of shit on a plate and they're <laughs> like, it's a deconstructed taco. That's what they did to Zelda. <laughs> God, sounds harsh. <laughs> it's a deconstructed Zelda game. We, we broke it down into its base parts. They did. They chopped it up. <laughs> and then it, it's kind of like the Powerpuff Girls. Man, it's, Miyamoto accidentally mixed chemical X. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no! I think I, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> There's a chemical X factor. In it. Um, yeah. Uh, our friend Charles Walker at Fallen Monk D20 says, "I'm going to say the modern Doom slash Wolfenstein's. I've never really liked Bethesda as a company. Gotten worse in modern times with 76." And with Doom's mixed past, I didn't expect much. But man, games by uh, by I is it pronounced id or id? I just call it id. 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 I, that's what I thought. But I just um, games by id are simply adrenaline pumping action and are just overall fun. Yeah, the like we mentioned earlier, Doom's a good good ass game. I have Wolf and I have like a Wolfenstein tattoo, so. Oh really? Yeah, nice. that's metal as fuck. <laughs> I I got the opening uh, from Wolfenstein 3D. The opening get psyched splash screen. Yeah, I got that tattooed on my arm. Nice. Yeah, oh, I'm uh, right there yeah. with you. Wolfenstein is awesome, <laughs> and so is Doom. <laughs> nice. Uh, New Dad Gaming at New Dad Gaming says, "Good Stardew Valley." I'm not a farm sim guy, but that game is like a drug. I was addicted. 
Um, I mean, the saddest thing with Stardew is it it has absolutely zero right to be as good as it is because it didn't. Yeah. They didn't reinvent the wheel here. It's just like, they what just, if we made a good Harvest yeah. Moon? Well, I mean, and then they had it. Yeah, there's and to be on PC because I mean, I think that's that was a big drawing factor. It's like people people on PC were creating because also like they started working on this like when like like the Farmville and Farmtown shitty games on Facebook were a thing. Like that's when they started working on this game because people were like, what if? We had one of these, but it wasn't a shitty Facebook game. And then, and, and what if it was just it was Harvest Moon? What if it was one hundred percent Harvest Moon? Yeah. And what if it was on PC? I didn't have to have a console yeah. to play. I can play it on a PC. That's. I mean, that's that was a kind of a big thing. So they did it right. <laughs> yeah. Just. I mean, once again, I've played a shit ton of hours of Stardew, just like anybody else. But man, I just. I'm. I always just look at it and I go. They didn't like do anything. <laughs> I'm, so, I mean, I think I st- I still think I have a million dollar idea or more. Um, so I'm gonna just I'll just make it myself and I'll call it Dud Racer. And it's where you are in a VR game and you have like some sort of theoretical pod you're sitting in um, <laughs> that's called a dud. And there's two engines and you control those two engines with the motion controllers that are in each of your hands. Oh, that sounds strangely like a certain. No, no, it's, pod it's, it's that its own used to race. It's it's your own. It's it's a unique thing called dud racer. I'm going to develop it myself because uh, the, a certain other franchise refuses to do what I think they should do. So I'm going to take matters into my own hands. You're not going to have a scummy salesperson sell you all the parts. <laughs> um, so I'll move on to another comment here. Uh, I understood that reference at Captain Understand or Cap Understands. The game that surprised me the most was either Tetris Effect on PSVR the 48-hour demo almost broke me. Incredible emotions were felt was playing it. Or Echo, the Dolphin Defender of of the Future on Dreamcast, a game light years ahead of its time. Was Two it? completely different games. <laughs> I always hear people talk about Echo the Dolphin in like really high esteem, but I never played it, so I don't I, I have no idea. I, I obviously never played it when it came out because I did I'm I'm not a Sega boy. Um, I, I didn't have a, you weren't a, a shardy boy. I didn't have a Genesis growing up. Uh, and I know that was one of the big Sega games, but I've just always been like go, going back and playing that in a more modern era. I've been like, it, is it good? Is yeah, something's just <laughs> don't missing hold up. something like final <laughs> fantasy doesn't hold up if you've never played final fantasy. So, <laughs> I mean, I disagree with you there because <laughs> It, specifically because the narrative is still intact and those games lean on the narrative more than anything. Yeah, but so it's so hard it, to look at. I can't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying. I want to puke when I look at that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying one of the biggest key elements is still there and intact where obviously certain things like gameplay or like what well, graphics being the thing that ages the most like milk where, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just like, oh, these used being like Oblivion's a good example of being like, yeah, those used to be top of the line graphics. Well, not just that, but the mechanics too. Like the whole like you're walking around in a static screen, you have to wait, go to the next screen, you go to the next screen, and like turn based con 
combat is just not much as much of a thing nowadays. I just I, yeah, but I'm I'm just I don't saying think it those, holds up. Th- those elements of it didn't, but the narrative did. But the, the game isn't all narrative. It's the mechanics. It's the gameplay. Is it fun to play? No, it's, it's not because it's turn it's more, based. <laughs> it's more narrative than anything else. I mean, hence RPG. That's <laughs> our, most RPG games. The narrative. Yeah. What's the, focus. the middle word? Playing. <laughs> G- game. You're not, you're not, <laughs> it's it's game. still a game, and it's still a role. <laughs> what kind of role is this? I don't know. <laughs> it's good with butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, short select podcast at short select pod says got to be Anthem. How bad it was at launch, but how good it is now. Can't wait for 2.0. <laughs> I just had to respond to him. I was like, you have to be the only person I know <clears throat> who I personally know who has ever said anything good about Anthem. <laughs> and they, they said give it a try it's on ea access and i was just like but then i have to pay for ea access call me when it's on game pass <laughs> yeah i mean that's part of the problem i don't i don't foresee a lot if any ea games coming to game yeah. pass really well yeah because it's the ea yeah because they have their own bullshit they have their own game pass they built a game pass before game Pass. yeah they, they built a game pass which is nowhere nearly as successful as game pass before game pass it's also infinitely more expensive than game pass yeah how much is it uh it's a hundred dollars a year uh oh. actually that might be cheaper yeah. than well, game pass yeah it's know. a little bit cheaper yeah game yeah. pass is 10 but i think it overall might be cheaper if you do the game pass ultimate thing where it's 15 bucks a month uh for the yeah. xbox live and PC and Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, that's still, I think mathematically, that still makes Game Pass itself like 10 bucks. That's true. And you also get more bang for your buck anyway at a Game Pass then. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel a lot of podcasts at least hail the praises of Game Pass. It's like, Ga- Game Pass. <laughs> is, well, now I'm I like, Xbox was always kind of my like tertiary console. Yeah. Because I mostly do a lot of Switch and PS4. Yeah. So it's like, I don't need to own any games on Xbox ever because I'll just, (laughs) if I'm not already buying and playing it elsewhere, I can just play it on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, The Unpaid Programming Podcast at unpaid underscore program. L.A. Noir was a huge disappointment on many levels for me. I always feel like L.A. Noir was real... I never played it, but it seems like it was a hella divisive game. Yeah, because some people wanted, like, you're a detective, but also, like, Grand Theft Auto. Auto, Yeah. Yeah. Which is, there's a lot more narrative in L.A. Noir than. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think people who had wanted, who I guess maybe went into it with different expectations and got a cool narrative out of it were like, man, this is my jam. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so they have, they have this, um, I listened to one of their episodes recently and they have this character in their, their podcast where they do kind of these comedy sketches and his character's name is West Westerholm. And he's kind of like an Alex Jones type character. And, and, and I said, yeah, well, it's probably pretty disappointing if you try to role play as West Westerholm. <laughs> so if you ever, if you've listened to their podcast, you'll understand that reference. If not, maybe go listen to them so that you do. Cause that was uh that was that one of the funniest bits I've ever heard on a podcast was in that episode. Um 
Yeah. So move on to the next comment. Imaginary ramblings at podcast. IR Minecraft. When it was described to me by my buddy, this was like alpha when they had the free creative demo. I was like, this sounds kind of dumb. I downloaded it and I was addicted for years. I still go, go back and play sometimes. And so I replied, are you me? Cause that's basically how it happened for me. And I still go back and play it sometimes. We have a, a, we have a realm server that my buddy pays for. Oh yeah. So we'll just jump in every now and again, and just start building random stuff. Nice. Yeah. Minecraft is, I kept my purity. <laughs> I never popped my Minecraft cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think Minecraft's for you, Marcus. <laughs> I think it was. I think I grew up during the time it came. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's your spaghetti policy at spag policy pod days gone? Seriously, that game is so underappreciated. It's advertised as a zombie biker game, but it's so, so much more than that. It's insanely fun and it's 60 to 70 hours long minimum. It's been like $20 recently. Like you can pick it up on the cheap. Yeah. I've never played it, but it's not, I think I might like it fine, but the things I've heard about it really put me off. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too into zombies in general and Deacon kind of, he sounds like a tool. <laughs> so, so I'm, just, I'm like, eh. like the game itself probably is fine. It's just like zombies in terms of enemy. I'm just like, can we get away from zombies real quick? Like. They're in fucking everything. <laughs> uh, Toonami Hub at Anime with RJ says, We were surprised by Horizon Zero Dawn. Sniping Bandits was a lot more fun than we thought. Had great aspects that and was beautifully made. Only downside was the difficulty at some points. It's, pretty, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, Geek Freaks Podcast at Geek Freaks Pod says, Kingdom Hearts 3. I was surprised by how terrible it was. Really? <laughs> so I, I replied, I'm surprised you were surprised because I never imagined a world where Kingdom Hearts 3 was actually good, but I don't like Kingdom Hearts 3 anyway, so I might be biased. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say all the, the writing was on the wall of how, <laughs> of where that game was going. That, but I don't know. I know people held on. That's one of those ones I picked up because I have a lot of friends who are big Kingdom Hearts fans. So they were like, oh, you got to play it. You got to play it. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll play it. I and still haven't. Like, this is bad. <laughs> no, I still haven't put it in my PS4. Oh, really? <laughs> it just has been sitting on my table. The only good. Last year. Oh, wow. He's saving his cage K- cherry for someone else. <laughs> Something special. Um, yeah, that- Kyrie is going to pop <laughs> his cage. Oh, God. <laughs> the, only, the only good parts of those ga- that game was the mini games. Especially like the, uh, the match three Winnie the Pooh bullshit. Yeah, I was good at that one. I I beat Frost like high score every time. She could never get my high score in that game. <laughs> I mean, I'm like with everybody else in that like I was right place, right time, right age for KH one and two. Yeah, and then and then it's just too long between two and three, so it was just and I mean, I more so I think. KH3 is an impressive piece of like how the fuck did they make a PS2 game in 
in like 2019. That's what's impressive. Yeah, you really. Also, like the gummy ship stuff, like nobody wants that. Who asked for that? Nobody. Nobody wants that shit. I mean, I'm a little bit of a defender when it comes to gummy ships, but uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of the game Einhotter? Nope. It's a Square Enix uh, shmup game that came out for the PS1, and I don't know why there was never a sequel. It's really fucking good, but there is some of the Einhander team that is still intact did work on some of the gummy ship stuff. And there is actually an Einhander boss in kingdom hearts three. Is there really? Yeah. Like huh. it's a real Easter egg thing. So but I mean, that's a cool Easter egg and all, but I don't know. Just make one of those. Then why does it have to be in kingdom hearts? Oh, I agree. <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't want it to be gummy ships. If I want it to be Einhander. Einhander well, yeah. Fuck, so, so goddamn cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, make make one of those games. Like, they don't make. They those didn't know games what to anymore. call it. Zweihander. <laughs> just why does it have to be like mandatory? This dumb thing to do between stages in my Kingdom Hearts. It's Who? been too many. Just like Kingdom Hearts, it's been too many years from Einhander to Zweihander. And I mean, they might as well just jump to Dryhander at this point. <laughs> what about? How about? Let's get a new Spy Hunter. <laughs> yes, I I second this. Didn't they make a Spy Hunter movie, or they were planning to? I think with The Rock. Yes, <laughs> they they were planning on it. They released the game, and I don't think the game did well, so they didn't make the movie. <laughs> you know, that's a smart choice. That's yeah, probably the smartest thing Hollywood's ever done. Maybe, <laughs> Be fair. Yeah. They ended up just making the movie later under a different name. It's called the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> Which maybe that's good. <laughs> yeah. In the most terrible way, it's good. I love those movies, like unironically. <laughs> They're such just good, dumb movies to watch. It's the stakes just never they never stop going up. It's just like I said, it's, it's gonna it's gonna get to a point where we're doing heists in space. I when I think of the phrase stupid cool, which nobody should ever say. It describes fast. Yeah, just, I almost had you on that one. You never had me. <laughs> just, oh, it's so goddamn dumb. Uh, yeah. But why do I love it so much? <laughs> uh, Garrett talks to himself at GTTH Pod. Says, "Here's an odd one: Ring Fit Adventure. I like the Wii Fit games, but this one really blew those away." I have way too much fun running and working out, leveling up my character and getting new gear. An RPG where you get hot, sign me up. Yeah, we're I know you're really down with yeah. Ring Fit Adventure. You getting you getting swole from that? Or I have a, I fell off a little bit. Oh God. But I love oh, that no. game. I keep beating to pump it put it back in and get back on that horse. Start start pumping that ring. If it's one of those things where like when you you keep consistent it's pretty easy to stay on it but it's it, like all fitness things it's like you stop doing it for a day or two you'll just be like oh man i'm like look at this free time i have <laughs> i'm not getting sweaty i'm not getting hot <laughs> um tales from the waystone at waystone pod says how absolutely brutal the platforming was in ori in the blind forest original not definitive edition and how much dying over and over didn't bother me it was so i was so engaged in the game and determined to get up that damn tree 
I'm not used to such pretty games hand- handing my ass to me. Ori is a game I need to play, like, sit down and actually go through. Because yeah. I, I love platformers, and I know, like, it, it's kind of like Cuphead for me, I guess, where I'm like, I know I would love this game, but I just, for some reason, haven't dived into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Cuphead's the best example of me being like, I bought it when it came out, but I didn't play it until more recently. And <laughs> until then when it came I played out on it, the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when I played it, I was like, okay, got to play the other three copies that I bought. Well, bad news because Orion of Life Force won't ever come to the Switch, probably. Maybe. It already is. Or wait. Oh, the I'm second thinking. One. The, yeah. The second one, they said probably not, but who knows? Yeah. I, yeah. Second one is what I meant. But yeah. Yeah. So. But I maybe. Was like, I already knows? own Orion Switch. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, but uh, I don't know. Who knows? We live in a weird world right now of gaming. Yeah, because I know Microsoft you know. said no go on more ports. Yeah, but I don't. But do I believe them? No. <laughs> yeah, and especially when it comes to kind of. I hesitate to say indie game, but games like Ori that are smaller productions, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I'm curious yeah. to see what. Cuphead's numbers look like on Switch versus other platforms. But I don't know if they've published that anywhere. I'm waiting for that Cuphead DLC. <laughs> um, Talkin' Shiz at Talkin' underscore Shiz says Resident Evil and the ending of Far Cry 5. Yeah, I mean, that saddest thing about the ending of Far Cry 5 is that that actually happened. I mean, speaking as a fellow Montanan here... <laughs> <laughs> yeah those bombs really went off <laughs> oh that must have been one hell of a cover-up because i didn't hear anything about it i mean after we all became wastelanders and uh we're recording this podcast with we like reform society uh soup can microphones and <laughs> <laughs> i mean justin you look great with your football armor <laughs> <laughs> it's necessary <laughs> um hawk lord dragon at cimerians it's c-i-m-e-r-i-n-e-n-s hmm tough between resident evil silent hill and god of war diablo was surprising too for the time i'll go with god of war on ps2 2005 <laughs> surprise okay, it was just it was a surprising game <laughs> um the weekly cooldown podcast at WK Cooldown, Mafia series, the first game, albeit made by a small company, bad. Even for the time it was, even for the time it was not just, it was not good. Mafia 2 was better by far. Despite some bugs and some weird animations, Mafia 3 was nothing different from any other GTA-like game, but amazing story. I mean, to, to its defense... I mean, in general, with not not just Mafia, but I mean, I even will throw Saints Row into the mix. Like, when you look at a company like Rockstar and how much money they're able to throw at a game like AGTA, which <laughs> yeah. they do, I mean, it's their biggest franchise. They throw the yeah. most money into developing a GTA game. Yeah, they just made like a crazy like, amount of money this year. It's impossible to compete. So I'm, I'm always like, is game, when people say like, oh, it felt budgeted, it's like, was it actually budgeted or is this just actually what a reasonable version of one of these games looks like versus once again, a GTA has like such a bloated budget that like, of course, like, like Red Dead's a good example that I'm like, of course, most games aren't going to be like Red Dead or 
like Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, no, no, no company has that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that kind of time to develop to a dev cycle either. To be like, yeah, we can spend like eight years making a game. That's reasonable. <laughs> well, that was the last comment we got for for this week on the uh, community engagement segment. So think it's about time we put a bullet in this one then oh the sad end of the cast where we have to shoot it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um as is tradition here we cap the cast with a fucking bullet (laughs) so why don't you why don't you give your your uh give your plugs again uh for the end of the show sedge for for your show and uh whatever whatever you guys got going on uh well you can find us on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod, um, and also on most of the podcatchers out there. Um, you can also find myself and my ho- my co-host Control Freak on Twitch. Uh, I'm Lord Sedge, and he's just Control Freak. Nice. <laughs> All right, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter if you aren't already. Uh, hit up our website whenever we, we post all of our articles and announcements for like esport or like uh, Overwatch tournaments and whatnot on there. LGA.gg. You can uh, find our a link to our Discord at chat.lga.gg or just click the link on our website. That works too. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple and Podchaser. And if you really liked it, uh, consider sharing it with your friends so that we can spread even more and get our, get this podcast in, in more ears. Yeah. Spread it around like a nice pat of butter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so thanks again for being here for the whole shebang, uh, this week, Sedge. It's great having you. I, yeah, it's only midnight 21 over here. <laughs> What's well, later yeah. for him? <laughs> it's, it's 122 for me. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. But oh, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, it was great having you on. We'll have to have you on again in the future. I think I'll have to have both of you on, uh, my show at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drop a lot of F bombs. <laughs> That's fine. He'll just drop a lot of curse words. He'll, he's maybe. I'll make up voices. Maybe we'll have a guest appearance. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. I don't know which episodes you ended up listening to, but we actually had Shaq drop by the other week. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear Shaq, but I did hear Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. We, we have guests all the time over here. It's, they just drop by. I don't know where they come from. They find us and we're here. And I have connections. But and Marcus is never here for any of it either. Like he just disappears and I have irritable bowels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's the end of the podcast. We'll see you guys next week.
Yeah, these high energy openings, they always get me fucking pumped. Pumped as for fuck. This game fuel. <laughs> I can't escape Blasphemous. <coughs> you okay there, Sutch? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> He's